in school, you're brought up to like learn to follow what they tell you. And that's why it took me up until like my mid thirties to actually like reflect. And it took, it took like the world being locked down for me to realize like I can decide what's right and wrong. And it is because they do brainwash you at a young age. Like that's the scary, like you send your kids off somewhere and people keep repeating these things to themselves, to their kids. It's like, like you're taught to follow those rules and you're never like, you're never taught to like, think about what's right and wrong. Welcome to the Tucson Bitcoin podcast. My name is Alex and I'm pretty stoked on this episode. Uh, I had the opportunity to interview Gazala Victoria, who is a pretty new Bitcoiner. She got in in 2020 and it's fun to walk through that thought process of, you know, why she became initially interested in Bitcoin and why she took the plunge to really become a Bitcoiner. Uh, but yeah, we, we met on Twitter. She was trolling uh, myself and uh, my co-host Skeef on Toxic Airways, which is pretty funny. Started following her, saw some tweets that were just, you know, really spot on. And, uh, you know, learned that she's a part of the OC Bitcoin group and thought she'd be great for the show. And I really had fun getting into this conversation, talking, you know, about what her experience was like growing up in public schools, uh, you know, having family in Iran and having left Iran and kind of what that experience was like. Um, it's just really cool to get into. And I think it's interesting to hear uh, what circumstances lead people to Bitcoin and, and their backgrounds. I, I love getting into that. But I'm pretty fired up. The Max Kaiser event just happened and it was a blast. Gosel was there, Alex Fetsky was there. I got to meet Dredd. Got to meet all these people in person for the first time, which I was super, super stoked on. And I'm just so bullish on Bitcoin. I mean, the energy in Arizona is amazing. We're, we're launching a meetup in Sierra Vista. The first uh, meetup we're having is on the 28th, 28th, and we have some great Bitcoiners out there. It, I mean, it's just so incredibly important. I, th- I think Bitcoin saves us from being doomed to just sitting around and whining. Like, this really is the revolution that we can take sovereignty into our own hands. We can exit the system. We can stop being stolen from uh and we can starve the beast we can do all of these things all at once just by buying bitcoin and, and self-custodying it and that's huge that's just absolutely phenomenal and i am so stoked on what's coming down the line um, another thing i am going to be speaking at bitcoin omaha on september 10th that's going to be in omaha nebraska we got some good speakers we got stephen cole and brian harrington you know both friends of the, the podcast going out and speaking there and it's going to be great to be hanging out with them that weekend uh, but yeah bitcoin is growing in the midwest and that's something i'm really really stoked on and i'll keep you posted on but if you can make it that'd be super cool and yeah hope you enjoy good to have you on gazala i'm stoked yeah. for this thanks for having me so you're a noob to Bitcoin, class of 2020. What was That's your right. kind of orange pill moment? So let's see. It was towards the end of last year. And honestly, I'd been working so much. So I work in life sciences, biotech, and we're like heavily consumed in this like COVID hysteria. Um, and I met a new friend 
who it was so funny he didn't even really talk about it much when we first met and slowly started like dropping little like pieces of bitcoin wisdom and i i know that i was thinking about how much money is being printed and how many people i know or i hear about that don't don't even want to go back to work because they're just getting all these all these checks and i'm working twice as hard as i ever was and i feel like i'm not going to go anywhere so what i had learned from this friend i started reading more about and asking more questions um and i think i think i kind of started a little slow and i was like i'll put in some money and like start as i continue to learn it's money that i don't care if i lose and within a month i think i got on clubhouse and clubhouse like definitely helped with the orange filling and it was by then i was like i was addicted i got on twitter um listened to a bunch of podcasts went to meetups we were having meetups out here still early in the year um and yeah it didn't take long like it, i think in this day and age with what's going on we're all just looking for some piece of hope and that was my piece of hope yeah that's dope i think the money printing accelerating and just the past year and the chaos has definitely made it a lot more obvious for people. Yeah. And like out here, I'm in California, cost of living is crazy high. And I have what, you know, people would consider to be like a really good fiat job um, with a great company. And I'm still thinking like, how am I ever going to like buy a house? How am I going to raise a family the way I was raised? Like it's it's just getting out of control. Like the current system isn't working. It's broken. It probably has been broken for long before I ever knew. Um and yeah, once you you can't unsee it. Once you see what Bitcoin is, like I know when I think back I'm like I feel like I'm more toxic than people that have been in the bitcoin space for a lot longer but i think it's just cuz i really needed that hope so much more that like once i saw it i went full force yeah i think the toxicity it's it's interesting because there there'll be times where i become kind of tolerant of the nonsense and tolerant of just like bad advice that people are giving people and it's not just about shit coins but just you know about the monetary system and like applauding the state and like the state is great you know and we must worship it and I'm just kind of tolerant of that and I think it's easy like when you get down the rabbit hole far enough and you get so centered around the solution and that you know that you're safe and okay it's easy to kind of like disconnect from it but then you know there's the moments when I see the actual impact that these policies are having on my community and on my family yeah. my friends and I get really really fired up and I think that's yeah. where the toxicity comes in. Yeah. I mean, like, I hate to bring it up, but this vaccine shit too is absolutely driving me nuts. So when people are like, it's very similar for me. Like they think that it's okay to take control of your life and everybody else's life. Like you cannot doom this. You can't doom humanity by not allowing us to make decisions and having some sort of control and you know financially 
with the health system. It just is like, it's just been the weirdest two years that, you know, in a way I'm glad it happened because without it, I probably wouldn't be here. Um, granted, I wish there was like, you know, it, at least I wish it was still not going on when I hear about places still being locked down and stuff, but you know, on the positive side, we have Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's huge. I, they're pushing vax mandates in Tucson and uh, a lot of people don't have any sort of financial, have any sort of savings whatsoever to be able to just tell their job and tell the government F you. And they're in a very vulnerable position, even if they feel like they're not going to want to get it at any cost. And they're just so easily coerced. Um, I think it's super problematic right now with what's going on. It, it kind of breaks my heart. Like it breaks my heart, but also makes me want to be that much more vocal about it because I think that there's even more community to find there. Like, just like I want to support people having like their like financial wealth in a stable place and having a future in that way. It's like, if somebody believes that, that this is not for them, this vax and like they're being pressured, like, I just want them to know that there's alternatives. I don't know. Yeah. And I have no problem with people getting it. Like, I, just, I think it's just the fact that people are pushing it and not letting others make a decision. And there's very little information. Um, it's, it really can't like, we're banking so hard on this one thing in such a short amount of time that like, imagine if something goes wrong, like how devastating that will be. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, I'm definitely not anti-vax and never have been, but just to see the way that people are behaving and the fact that governments are going, I mean, anytime there's government coercion, it raises some major red flags for me. And it's like, this might not be a good thing. Um, but these institutions, they have no, no trust. Like, they have not earned trust. They've just broken it over and over again. And then they're trying to, like, put a gun to your head and force you to make a decision. It's, like, ludicrous. Yeah. Well, and it's funny. So now all of a sudden you're, there's going to need to be a third, a third, like a booster. Right. And like, who knows, like maybe you have to get it every month. Like you, they're just winging it right now. Um, and it, it's like on top of that in California, at one point they did like a lottery. If you show proof of vaccine, they gave out like a million and a half dollars to 10 people just for getting vaccinated. Like, that is like such disgusting behavior, I think. I mean, it's it really is telling people to not do any research or to like have any regard for themselves and just like you're a science project. That, that's the state and what they're best at though. They think for it. Yeah. And the scary thing is like a year ago, I would be, I wouldn't be thinking for myself. Like that's been the story of my life up until this last year when it was like enough is enough. And now I'm going to push back on everything and I'm sure it will get me into trouble, but like, I'm going to, I'm going to do what I think is right. And 
I'm going to take my time and make decisions in my life that are good for good for humanity and good for myself. I don't think I was doing anybody any favors by just like following along with what they told me to do. Yeah. I think one thing that's been really interesting is to watch people's behaviors. So like when Trump was in office and trying to push the vaccine, there were a bunch of people on the left that, you know, were super anti-vax. You see these posts on Twitter, like a side by side, like, oh, we're not going to get it, Trump. And then these people are now, you know, applauding like mandatory vaccines and, you know, the insane policies just I think like if Trump had been elected, a lot of these people on the right would be, you know, doing the same thing and trying to go after the leftists. And- yeah, it's, it is funny. And I will say, I personally, like, I, I actually all admit, I don't, I've never voted. Um, I just haven't, I, I just haven't felt like it was right for me. I haven't liked anybody enough to vote and I don't know enough. Um, but I kind of liked Trump just because he got under people's skin so much and he just was a terrible, he wasn't a politician. Um, and maybe that's why I'm like shit posting now and then. Cause like, I kind of felt like that's what I liked about him. He just like said the wrong things. Um, but it also showed me how, how crazy people are that like, it really is a matter of him not being in the office right now that they're like, oh my gosh, this vaccine saving everybody. It's like, so you all refuse to get the Trump vaccine you said you wouldn't support a Trump vaccine and now you're like pushing it 10 times over. Like, it just is like, it really feels like we're in a circus sometimes. Um, So sometimes you just gotta sit back and watch because it's pretty crazy watching these videos like of what people were saying before the election really cracks me up. How, How people are like, they really believe what they're saying too. On both sides, like, every side is wrong and crazy in their own, but um, I don't think it's ever been as obvious as it is now. Yeah, it, it's ludicrous. And that's why it's so much fun to like break things down to first principles. And that's something that Bitcoin uh, really challenges people to do. And like- Absolutely. For me, I was just your run of the mill gun toting conservative that uh, prior to Bitcoin. And uh, yeah. And I was like the gun fearing person. I was like, I want, I want to surround myself by police. They're going to protect me. Something goes wrong. I'm just going to call on the police and they're going to fix it or like make a report or like, you know, the government is out to, to make things better. No, it's not. No, everyone is out for themselves. And you just can't like if you if you think you can rely on other people that strongly I think you're in for a rude awakening and that's that's what I was in for yeah yeah 100 percent. it's this, this idea of like individual responsibility I think is so incredibly important and uh for whatever reason it's terrifying for for a lot of people I don't know. Did did you go to public school? I did. Yeah, me too. I did. And I went to, it's funny, I, I switched districts and really different neighborhoods. So I grew up in, well, I went to a middle school that had, um, we didn't have many kids in 
the district. So a lot of kids were like bused in from like closer to like the border. Um, and it was very different than when I went to high school and, and it was, I didn't live in the area. I just got in some other way, but very, very like ritzy, high-end, very privileged. Um, and all the same issues existed in both places. They just paint a different picture of it. Um, and all these experiences to me, I'm like, I never thought about it until I started thinking about like all the experiences that led me to this point where now I can see like what I have to do if I care about being a free individual or like if I want to have a say in what happens in the future for both myself and in general I do think we're like in a bigger like looking at a bigger picture with Bitcoin like this is not even a national movement this is global like I think about all these experiences that I've had in my life that got me to this point. And it's been very consistent from whether I've been in college or I've been in middle school, all the same problems existed. And it just is, has grown. And last year just got to like a breaking point. But yeah, I don't know. That's just a whole different rant. Yeah, I think it's really easy to ignore problems until they get right there in your face. And I think we're just kind of, as humans, we're conditioned or, or that's the way our brains work is we try to limit as much um, uh, challenging things as possible and just be as productive as possible. And we form neural pathways in our brain to and patterns to literally do the same thing over and over again to save Yeah, energy. And that's like, not only is it depressing, but it's boring. And I thought at first when I started to like, when I like really, really first started to like believe that we need Bitcoin, that everybody needs Bitcoin, the world needs Bitcoin. I had this, I, I felt really overwhelmed. Like I almost was gonna have, I felt like what people must get when they have anxiety attacks or panic attacks. And one night I just was so freaked out that like, how am I going to live knowing how bad we need this thing? And yet, like, it hasn't been adopted yet. And is this what it's going to feel like until something big happens? Um, and honestly, no, I think that was just like a moment of actually accepting that, you know, I believe, I believe in this change that's going to come and that has started to come. And after that, it's actually been really fun. Like it's given me more hope. I stress less about like the day to day. I don't even let work stress me out as much. And my focus now is like, it's actually really fun once you kind of get past that hurdle. That's been my experience. Yeah, having a sense of like a solution to, the, to a problem is very, very encouraging. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. It literally is like hope when I felt like I'm like, I was so stressed about you know, how am I going to make it? Like, I want to buy a house. I want to buy this. I want to buy that. Like, what's it going to take? What's the next job? Like, when am I going to get promoted? Like, how much money do I have to make? Everything was like working backwards into like buying this thing that was supposedly going to like make my life better. And 
I think no matter what, let's say I had come up with that solution and bought that house or whatever, started a family, I still would have felt like in a rat race. And now I'm like, hmm, I don't want to buy the house. Like I could buy the house later. Like I could buy a better house later. And life's going to be better when we can get more people to see the change that needs to happen. And they're going to have better lives. And like, they're going to pay it forward. They're going to meet other people. They're going to pass it along. And like, and then we're all going to live in these communities or citadels or whatever. Let's just say you have a house. Like, you don't, we're not, I'm not like, I'm off that hamster wheel, I feel. And get to like make more connections with people along the way now. And I still think that I'll achieve more than I would have just in like the normal fiat cycle of life. Yeah, that's dope. I think that's, yeah. That just gives me so much energy. God. Yeah, I mean, this is something that, so like Freud talked about how we're essentially like seeking for pleasure and and that's like the ultimate uh, motivation of of people, and I think that's a load of crap. There's a there's a another psychologist psychiatrist named uh, oh, he wrote the book Victor Frankel, and uh, he was a Holocaust survivor. And one of his big things was uh, believing that we we're all searching for meaning and purpose in our lives, and like striving for something greater than ourselves. And that's like the ultimate sense of fulfillment and hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. And I, like, I will say it, it was very much the way I used to think was like possessions, material stuff, accomplishing things in that way. And like when you can shed that feeling, and by the way, I still do that sometimes. Like I'm not even going to claim that like I've sold all my chairs. I'm sitting in a chair. I've got a few other chairs. I have a freaking love sack in my house. Um, but all that stuff is just like, it's so much better when you don't care about it. And life, like it just, you take on a bigger purpose and you meet other people that are like that. I don't know if I could do it like without all the connections, connecting with people and understanding that like, maybe it's like validation maybe that's what it is for me, but it's like the best community I've ever been a part of. And I actually am like, we're, we're doing, I think that people are doing a lot of good things in this space. Changes the focus a lot in a good way. hundred percent. For people that are like new that are listening to this, they probably think we're like crazy and brainwashed or whatever, but I think what it comes down to is like when we look at what the state is doing, what the federal reserve is doing, what these oligarchs are doing, the way that they're just, you know, stealing from people and impoverishing our communities and just burning them to the ground. And you have an ability to fight back against it. It's incredibly motivating. Like you go from being a victim to an empowered individual. And that is huge. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it is funny because I, I probably would have thought the same, like, it seems like a cult, or it seems like a Ponzi scheme. These are the things I hear all the time. And maybe I'm like, I didn't see the cult thing as much. Although when people talk about the meat and the food and the diet, um, I could see on the outside. Now, these are things that like, I absolutely love about it. But like, I did, 
I had to ask myself the question of like the Ponzi scheme thing, because it's like, we're all like hyping each other up. Like we're in this echo chamber all the time. And it's like, when you're on the outside and you see that you're like, what, like, what is this? What is their goal? Like if they get more people in, then it works out for them. But then you step back and you're like, okay, yeah, it works out for them, but it works out for me too. And it works out for everybody else. And there's not somebody on the losing end of it. Then like, then that's what it should be about. Like we should all want better for ourselves and everybody else. The problem is when people are only looking out for themselves and, and what they want, they have to basically harm somebody else to get it. They have to like limit somebody else's potential to get there. And that's what I think a lot of altcoins do too. Yeah, the big losers in this situation are the rent seekers that benefit from doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really motivating though to see, like, I don't see people that, I don't see as many people like shying away from Bitcoin when they know about it, but I see so many more people attracted to it. Um, and it's like it's one of those things I feel so lucky to come in at this time like yeah I didn't get to like get in at some of the prices other people got in at but I also am getting in when there's a lot of information available and like a strong community and people have built these communities and like there are meetups there are podcasts there's Twitter there's places that people are talking and like like a support system yeah i i went to like an anti-vax protest the other day and just seeing the people and their mentality it was so demoralizing because you had people like come and like start screaming at them are you serious oh yeah yeah and then were they even, like double masked too yeah they were like some antifa looking kids and, um, and then we, we saw a bunch of like kids, uh, on recess from school running around with masks on and it's just, it really sad. That's hard. That's really hard. Like, that's really hard when I hear about what people are going through with their kids. At first I didn't connect. I didn't really connect the dots when people are like, the kids are suffering. The kids are suffering. It's me being like super close minded. I don't have kids. So I'm like, we're all suffering. But like, if it's this hard for me, or if it was early on when people were not really going out and talking and communicating, and I didn't know that there was like Twitter and this community, um, it was tough on me. But as a kid, I would probably have grown up to be like a really whacked out adult, like crazier than I am now. I would have had so many problems. And that's, I, I fear for like, what's going to happen in 10 years, 15 years, when some of these kids have grown up and like, if they've been brought up to think you have to wear a mask, like you have to stay six feet away from people. Like, is that, is that what the future is going to be for them? Like, they think that that's the way right now. And like, they're going to these, like, they're going to school to be educated and they're just drilling this information into them. And that's, that just makes me sad. Yeah. I think public schools, um, my buddy Skeef calls them communist training camps. And I think 
it's just meant to like break you down and demoralize you and strip you of your individualism and it's and and it's crazy too because they're like promoting this attitude of inclusivity and it's the exact opposite and there's nothing inclusive about what's going on right now like first of all people there's rules about who could go inside who can't go inside in some places like what you can like literally based on if you want to be part of a trial i mean i i just think it's insane the mask thing too like the like there are people that feel like putting on a mask gives them the right to like police over other people like a few months ago I was walking my dogs and maybe it was like six months ago and this guy walks past and look I'm like walking out outdoors not even close to anybody not that it matters but he literally looked at me and like made this like coughing gesture into his mask and like exaggerated a cough I'm like first of all, do you really think your mask is actually, like, you're now coughing? It would be rude of you to normally cough on me, and now you're just, like, coughing in my direction. This mask is not doing anything. Like, who's really the irresponsible person? And he's got a kid with him, and this kid now thinks that that's, like, the right behavior. Like, that's how you treat people. Like, how about, how about just mind your business? You can wear your mask. I'm not telling you not to wear a mask, but don't, like, cough and don't cough at me because I'm not wearing a mask. It's just, like, a false sense of like they just become very self-righteous some people right like the mask does not give you power mask doesn't even really protect you i think so it's just it's just another crazy thing that's going on like let's just see how else this like screws kids up in like the next generation yeah i feel like it's just a tool being used to um differentiate different tribes of people like the mask is a, it, it's not about personal safety it's about or anybody else's safety it's about determining who is you know on this team and who's the other team that we can hate like it's yeah it's just wild yeah so yeah your family escaped from iran yeah i was born there i was like I was like two and a half when we moved. And most of my family is out now. I do have a couple of aunts still there. Um, but yeah, we left like illegally. Um, I think all of like for the most part, my family did because we're Jewish and they weren't giving out passports or visas. They didn't really want, they wanted to control who leaves the country, which is kind of funny. You're like, so you don't really like us, but you don't want us to leave pick, pick, pick your poison, like hate us and want us to leave or like be accepting of us and be cool. Um, so yeah, we were lucky. We got fake passports. Um, and I was looking at it. My mom showed it to me recently. And it, it's so funny. Cause I think it says I was like four years old and I was like two and she must've been like shitting herself on a plane with this fake passport with two kids. Um, and like the whole purpose of the passport is just to say that like we're not Jewish like as a Muslim you can leave and come back as a Jew not really um so like if I fast forward when I after I was orange-pilled 
they were the easiest people to orange pill. Like, and they're like, my dad is almost 80 and my dad has a pawn shop. So he like, he loves gold. He definitely is like, he believes in gold and loves gold. So I'm like, I'm not going to touch gold. But when I tell them about Bitcoin and I'm like, look at what the government's doing. They're like, oh yeah. Okay. Do it. Sign us up. Put, do this for us. We want it. We like it. We agree with it to some extent. Um, but I think when you've actually gone through that, like, like the currency in Iran is like, it's, it's insane. It's nothing like the U.S. The U.S. is like, you know, they, they want to be like the U.S. They want to be on the dollar. Um, so when you come from a place like that, you're, uh, I guess you're just that much easier to orange bill. I don't think I was that hard to orange bill either. I just was really ignorant to it before. Yeah, I'm really bullish um, on the idea of like these countries that have currencies that are being devalued super quickly being the fastest adopters of Bitcoin. And I think in the long run, that's where, you know, the majority of adoption and development is going to come from. I think like a lot of people have a U.S. centric view of Bitcoin and a large part of me doesn't want you know, there to be a ton of mining in the U.S. or like a ton of Bitcoin development in the U.S. because we have the the most incentive to to fight it, or well, not us, but the state does. And yeah, um, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Like, but it's I guess how do you how do you kind of like push or encourage that or develop that outside of here from here. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, I think like one of the cool things about it is it's an opt-in system and people are opting in out of self-preservation in a lot of these countries and the dominoes are going to fall. Like the people that are going to be the most disadvantaged by the fiat monetary system are going to be the ones that are happiest to ditch it for something better. And totally. We're, we're seeing that. And I think that's like in California Arizona, you know, we we have very large immigrant populations, a lot of people yeah. sending money home, and I'm stoked about those communities really benefiting from it. Um, yeah, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get my um, the family that I do have still in Iran. I want to like play with sending them Bitcoin. Um, the crazy thing is, a few times on the phone, I've started talking to them about it, and maybe I'm being super paranoid but every single time the conversation has started the call gets cut off um so then uh I actually I mean I don't know if it's being super paranoid but I've had conversation like we've kind of worked around it and I still like I like asking about it because I want to know like they don't see the news like everything is extremely filtered there um and probably vice versa I mean I don't watch the news here but even if we did, like, unless you were one of these reporters that out here, like, they kind of come after you for, um, you don't really know what's going on. And they just tell me some of the headlines out there that, um, I mean, the government is telling them, like, oh, we're out of power, we're out of water, and it's all because of all this Bitcoin mining. But out here, people are, like, praising the fact that, like, Iran is so supportive of, like, mining Bitcoin and like this and that so I'm 
it always makes me really wonder when there's announcements about countries that are opting in or their governments are supportive or whatever until I see it for myself I don't believe it especially in some of those corrupt countries like Iran I'm like they do it for their own like the, the government is definitely not to be trusted it's a thousand times worse than ours um I don't care if they're supportive of mining bitcoin or not like if we can get bitcoin into the hands of like the citizens out there and if it can help them like I'm kind of over the whole like getting government support. Yeah. I think getting government support's a waste of time. Like these people are maniacs. They think they can just like sit in their on their pedestals and just order people around and tell them what to do regardless of what the consequences are. And th- yeah. they can go screw themselves. Like Yeah. They literally I mean out here between Newsom and Pelosi during the lockdowns who got to do whatever the hell they wanted to do. Um, like that's such a small example, but that's, that is the example. Like they, it's so easy to order people around and put these rules and like limit their lives. And then you just like, you wanna go, you wanna go out to dinner? You wanna go get your hair done? Like you just order people to open up. Like they become basically like your servants. Like you tell them what to do, they do it, and you get to live this like lavish life. Like, no, I'm just, I'm just not going to ask you to do it anymore. Like they live their lives. I'm not going to be calling them, asking them to do stuff. Um, like I just, I just don't pay attention. And when you stop paying attention to the news, like I canceled cable when I got into Bitcoin mostly because I was honestly on clubhouse for so long, I couldn't even turn on my TV, but it was the best thing I could have done for myself. Like, I don't even know right now. All I know is like, there's no mandate in San Diego. And that's all I need to know. Like the rest of the news is actually just, it's like, it's worse than like those gossip magazines that they sell at grocery stores. Like it's so fake and so unnecessary that if you just, opt out of paying attention to it like you can live a pretty good life wherever you're at I think yeah yeah I think that's like a a huge thing and this is I'm a huge advocate for opting out of the system however we can it I think it's so incredibly important because I mean it's like if you're in an abusive relationship with somebody why stay in it like the government is always abusive that that's just like the role of the state I mean they do ridiculous things like if you know, my neighbor was like uh, growing a plant I didn't like. And I told them that they're not allowed to grow it. And they kept on doing it. And I went over to their house and threw them in a cage. You know, that would be morally irreprehensible, you know, and people yeah. would think I was insane, you know, but yeah. under the um, guise of government, you know, behavior like that, committing acts of violence on people who are not doing anything wrong is just morally accepted in our society it's just insane yeah yeah so like it is stressful and you do feel like you have to follow it when you pay attention when it's like in your face all the time when everywhere you go it's what you hear like I go to the freaking nail salon and they have the news on like I don't I don't need to hear this so like I know not to listen to it because it's just stress and honestly if you don't hear it 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 doesn't have to impact you like 
at least like I say this, this is maybe like the luck of where I live and where a lot of people live and maybe not, doesn't, it maybe can't be the, the case everywhere, but like I have to reevaluate my situation, what I'm exposing myself to because it, it just limits the lifestyle that I can have and how much I can contribute. And it's just like, that's the biggest thing I've learned is like reevaluate what you're exposing yourself to and how you use your energy. And I, I can't use my energy to like pay attention to, to what these politicians are saying, what they're doing. Like there's probably, there's some good actors out there that can, that can try and have some influence on, on bills and on things like that. That's not me. And, and I, I can't like, I just can't even follow along with it. It just takes too much energy. I'll focus on what I can do well and how I can help and how I can contribute. And I think that's, I think that's it. That that's what lets me feel like I'm free and like I can live a life that is contributing to the community. Yeah, I think that's huge. And I think that's what a lot of people are missing right now. Yeah. I like one of the things I've committed to is when the I I am believing that the lockdowns are going to come back again and I'm pretty confident in that and I think a lot of people think I'm crazy but uh no you're you're probably right I'm committed to when they come back you know we're going to put up a fight and the way the fight looks is we're going to have meetups regardless of what their laws are what their rules are we're going to have a good time even if they want us to be miserable and we're going to support businesses that don't buy into their bullshit and are going to choose to continue to operate and not shut down absolutely yeah we started doing that too like i can't even remember now when the lockdown stopped i do for one i do fully believe that they're going to come back too it's like the writings are on the wall. Um, there will be few communities that maybe don't do it. And I don't even know if that's true because like Dallas has a mask mandate now. Vegas has mandates like the states that were, the cities and states that were actually pretty good about it before are getting tough on it now, which is like throwing me for, it's, it's really throwing me off. Um, but it's going to be another one of those things where we're like, we have to like focus on supporting the people that are willing to keep things going. And I think that's, I think it's important to know that that's very different than like shitting on those people that are choosing not to, if people are not opening up their businesses, I think that they're, it's their prerogative um, as long as they're not like, providing essential services but I have a gym out here my gym never ever closed I mean they were on the news all the time they were getting cited day after day um I think in the beginning I was actually thinking they were super irresponsible and well I was like you know this is everyone else is closing they should close too but that was when I was like that was before I could think about like you have to, you have to evaluate the situation. What does this mean for everybody? What's this doing to people? Like, 
just because I can stay inside, that doesn't mean that's the right thing for everybody else. Like a gym is for you to, to stay healthy. Like nobody's forced to go to the gym. If somebody wants to go to the gym, they should go to the gym. So now I will always support this gym that never, ever shut, shut down their doors. They never enforce masks. And like you go there, you find out about other people that use that gym that have businesses and they're like, you know what, I'm running my business. So those are the places that I would go to. Like, you know what, you don't want to do it. That's like, everyone has a choice. And as long as you're not limiting the way I can live my life and I'm not, I'm not hurting anybody else, that should be acceptable. Yeah, totally agree. And I think that's like such a good attitude to have. I mean, when we get all upset and tribalistic and, you know, there, there's people like this that, you know, scream at people with masks on to take off their masks. I think it's such a waste of energy. Yeah, I think not- I'd rather praise the people that are not doing it. Yeah, support them, go out there, do business, yeah. with them, bring a bunch of Bitcoiners, tip them. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you guys have a lot of people out there that um, accept Bitcoin? We, we have like four or five businesses in the entire state, which is kind of disappointing. Um, but we're working on it. I've been pretty successful with like tipping waiters and waitresses in Bitcoin. And I think that's super fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. We, um, we just had a meetup today at a, uh, at a brewery. And I think it was probably their first time ex- accepting um bitcoin and i think more than just i think that they accepted it for the beer as well not just um the tip so it's fun to see that happen yeah that's so dope i think it's huge for businesses i mean we're we're all in the same position where people lack savings and they lack a voice as a result of lacking savings and for businesses that can accept better money that actually incentivizes them to, you know, hold on to it, to have a rainy day fund instead of, you know, all of their, your expenses just going up exponentially as a result of inflation. Um, it's huge. And it gives them power and voice. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see um, with like El Salvador and the people that start accepting it. I'm excited to actually, like, I want to know how many people of, El Zante, where they have been accepting it, how much of it are they holding on to versus just converting back? And I think I can't, like, don't quote me on this, but I think it was something like, like 20% were saving, maybe it was 10 to 20%. And even that, like, that might sound like a small number, but like, that's more than I can say for like the general population out here. And like, that's more than I was ever saving maybe not but like until I made a certain amount of money in my fiat job that was more than I could save for a rainy day so I think it'll encourage better behavior yeah the stories coming out of Alzante are phenomenal like 40 I I don't know if it's higher now but I talked to Mike Peterson who started Bitcoin Beach probably three or four months ago did you get to meet him I didn't. I messaged with him because he's from San Diego. I'm telling you, so many Bitcoiners in San Diego. Um, No, I reached out to him. He was actually back in San Diego when I was out there. 
Um, and I want to get him uh, at one of our meetups. I know he's done like an Orange County one before. Um, but yeah, it was, I'm sure it's changed. Like, it sounds like you've, you've heard the numbers gone up even more. Oh, I haven't heard anything, um, but I would imagine he said 40% of the businesses like four or five months ago, or whenever I talked with him last, were accepting Bitcoin. And that's amazing. Oh, yeah. I believe it. Like, that being said, so like, other than a few restaurants that I went to, I think, and maybe some of the hotels most other places you wanted to spend money or buy stuff or get a service accepted Bitcoin. Uh, but that being said, there's really not much out there in El Zante, at least it's really small. Like there's no grocery stores. There's no, like there's a few little shops. The hotel we stayed at did accept Bitcoin. I don't want to spend Bitcoin on my hotel because it was also a really expensive place. Um, but I think next month they all have to accept it. In a few weeks actually right we're august yeah first i think september 9th or 10th is when everybody has to accept it if they have the means to um it'll be fun to see the data on how much of it is like immediately converted to dollars and like i'm sure that the trend will be that more and more people like hold it and that'll just be kind of like encouraging to see Yeah, it's going to be very exciting. Hopefully. I I'm excited for the country, but I'm also a little bit skeptical of the government. Um, yeah, it's uh it's it's I I was thinking the same cuz it's I saw the thing when they started it's like when they talk about bitcoin and like and like accepting bitcoin you're like, awesome. You're so, you're, you're great. You're doing such a great thing for your country. And then like, you know, two weeks later, they're like, well, vaccines, everybody wants to go here. You got to get a vaccine. You're like, oh wait, you're, you're still a politician. You're still, you're, you still are not the person to be trusted. So a good, good step for Bitcoin, but still like, don't ever assume these people are like, don't ever put them up too high on a pedestal, just like anybody else, just like Elon, just like, you know, and we have a tendency to do it. And um, I think it'll get easier and easier if we do it less, like we'll, we'll feel like we're falling less when they fail us. Yeah, I wonder why that is, um, just from like a behavioral psychology standpoint of why we elect these uh, leaders to look up to I'm hoping that like with the Elon thing and that was like really early for me in my journey when when Tesla announced I'm hoping that it was like kind of unique because Elon was like it has such a presence and is um so influential that like it was that big of a deal um and you know maybe he could have done Maybe he could have pushed things further if he hadn't like, like kind of lost his mind and like said some, like honestly, just some like stupid shit and gotten super defensive about it. Um, but we, I think it's better to not 
rely on somebody to do that for Bitcoin. Ultimately, Bitcoin will do its thing. And like anybody that comes in and like might pump it a bit, it's, you, you have to be ready for it to like correct itself from that person's actions. Because it just, it, it just is putting too much pressure. I don't know. I just don't, I, I personally have recently realized I just don't like it. Like you have to be skeptical, skeptical of everything and especially everyone and someone coming in and having that much influence. I don't know, you gotta, you, you just have, I feel like we just need to stop letting them have that much influence. Even if you feel like it's super positive that you're just setting yourself up for like, that much bigger of a disappointment yeah yeah i mean it happens every election cycle where people get really excited about a politician and then it's a major disappointment for them unless they're just like totally brainwashed in their tribe like when trump got elected um i liked him for similar reasons i didn't vote for him because i feel like voting's immoral but um that's just me but it's not just me then yeah I, I'm staunchly against it, but um, there, there's part of me that got a kick of seeing these maniacs get super upset, but then he started doing things like just, yeah, he started doing all sorts of crazy stuff and, you know, printing yeah. some money and the people he picked, Steve Mnuchin and, you know, other people, it was just, um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I wonder if like the reason why we, um, put people up on pedestals is because we lack as a culture don't have enough emphasis on on like mentorship and role models in real life and so we kind of fantasize about these figures that's interesting i haven't thought about that huh god but then look at who we're picking though like i don't I don't know how much faith I have in that either. But I do think Bitcoin fixes that too, because I have met some amazing people that I genuinely look up to. Um, not because of like any sort of fame or following or influence or anything, but like you actually can just find, you can just find people with like values that you truly respect and like I have learned like Heather is one of those people for me um it's an easier it's easier to navigate this community that has similar values and like I think such a respect for others um that I've found better mentors I think than I, I have throughout the rest of my life in just this like what nine months Yeah, there's not like a lot, a ton of energy put into teaching people what a healthy person is. And there's something sure. that drives me crazy, like the fiat mindset. Like when I started learning about money, it was from Dave Ramsey and it was all just like brand new stuff. I had never been role modeled that in my life, you know, with my family, it was very poor financial decisions and, um, not a lot of long-term planning and, you know, things were super chaotic and, you know, all over the place. And so it didn't really have a foundation to know what, you know, is healthy. And then seeing like the examples put forward 
It's like, oh, you go and get rich or you stay poor and you have a sense of meaning. There wasn't any sort of in between. And I think that's where people struggle a lot with it is there's not ton of emphasis put on like, what does it mean to have a healthy relationship with somebody? Um, and I think when you have hard money, it changes the incentives um, where people have low time preference. They're thinking about the long term and they're thinking about what's actually important instead of, you know, TikTok followers or um, the next Amazon package or, you know, whatever. And uh, yeah. Um, so I think that has a major influence. Yeah, that's true. There's just so many distractions and it does, it does leave us with less time to focus on ourselves if we're like back in that rat race. That's like, that's what I feel. That's how I felt like my life was before getting into Bitcoin and getting to learn about like opportunities to actually have a healthy life and have like break away from a system that is holding people down and that is benefiting very, very few and just hurting so many others is like, it doesn't have to be that way. Like we, we, if you choose to get away from that, if you can like take a minute to think about how chaotic life is under those circumstances, and you can accept that there's an option and like explore it, then like it can change your life. Like it has completely changed my life. I have a more healthy lifestyle. I have like better relationships with people. I'm learning more about myself. Like I used to be so, I used to filter everything so much. I don't even know, I don't even know who I was when I think about it. Like I think back, I'm like, oh, I would have never said this in the past. I would have never spoken my mind. I would have never said half the shit I say on Twitter, which maybe I shouldn't, but like it goes back to just being healthy and also being able to be kind of like authentic and then people accepting you for that. And that's when I think a healthy relationship can be formed is when you're like your authentic self and others can see you for that. Yeah, that's huge. There, There's a, a saying that I like a lot is like, um, if nobody really sees like your genuine self, you're never seen and you just don't have those basic needs met, you feel empty, feel like a stranger, feel unknown. And I mean, that I I transitioned from social work. So I was studying to be a therapist prior to to Bitcoin and getting orange pilled and seeing like how hard money fixes a lot of the issues that I wanted to address with people. And just like looking at it from like a, kind of a psychology standpoint like maslow's hierarchy of need are you familiar with maslow's hierarchy of needs yeah 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 that's really cool it's i mean just like if we look at it there's so much stress with being on the hamster wheel of like chasing money um chasing work uh and there's not a lot of security or safety in that and having savings, having money that appreciates, not having to, you know, worry about which stock to pick or, you know, which portfolio to put in. It's just like, oh, I have this money and I just use this money and it's better. Um, it, it provides that, I think, foundation to build off of and, and go explore other things. 
And yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Talking to like a fiat minded person, they'd probably like think this is ridiculous, but it's it's funny. I try. I I like I don't I used to try to talk to my coworkers about it a lot. Um and now I I actually like have to actively try not to because like you know if they don't if they don't want to open up to it then like you know there's no point in like repeating the same thing 50 times um but everything that comes up now in work especially because I work in finance and so we're always talking about money and like it's actually I have to actively stop myself from relating something back to Bitcoin. Like we talk about inflation, like I manage a budget. I'm like, oh, well, my budget last year was $250 million. This year it's 700 million. Like only, only some amount of that is because we're selling more stuff. The rest of it is because our, like the cost of everything to us is more expensive. Like we're shipping stuff that shipping costs twice as much now sometimes. And um, like, well, I always want to be like, too bad we didn't invest some some money in Bitcoin. We had all that money on the balance sheet. Like, it just drives me. It actually is like having to like silence myself. That's like the most stressful part of my day now is like not talking about Bitcoin and not relating things back to Bitcoin. But one day, one day I hope I'm like working in a Bitcoin job and I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. It's like if you saw somebody trying to pull nails out of a two by four with a screwdriver and you had a hammer that you could just prop over to them and do it a hundred times easier. I think that's kind yeah. of hilarious. Yeah. And it's funny because I'm, I'm sitting here laughing at them or like shaking my head maybe at them. Like they just don't see it. And um, they're totally laughing at me. Like, Every now and then someone who knows that I'm into Bitcoin be like, oof, do you see uh do you see the price of Bitcoin? Like they're looking at day-to-day movement. And I'm like, you know, they're they're feeling bad for me and I'm feeling bad for them. Um it just it is funny, like that when you talk to people who don't don't want to see it or just haven't opened up to it and really want to believe in the fiat lifestyle. It, at some point, like there, there's for me, there's limits on like how close I can get to people like that now, just because like they don't want to hear it. And I relate everything back right now to Bitcoin. They can have fun staying poor. Hey, I say it, I say it under my breath all the time to them. So we'll yeah, see. I don't like to to say that to people's faces as much. Um. Unless they're like really uh, belligerent. I like to say it to wealthy people um, who have a lot more money than I do. Uh, (laughs) I get a real kick out of that, but uh, um, plays into their insecurity. It really upsets them for the most part, but yeah. I mean, that's one of the beautiful things about things like this is it's opt-in and it's not coercive. It's like if you want to, yeah. if you can opt in. Yeah, I mean, if if only like 
the government worked that way too. Like we can follow the government. We opt in to do that. Like I think uh, I, I think that would be their worst nightmare. And I think it's highly unlikely, but you know, life would be a lot easier that way. And life would be a lot more pleasant that way. Oh, this is like a reason why they didn't teach slaves how to read because they didn't want them to be empowered in any way, shape or form. And, and the government sees us in the same way. We're, we're individuals to, you know, be used and extracted from. Totally. Um, they don't want us to be empowered. They don't want us to, you know, thrive and succeed. And they don't want us to, you know, be independent from them in any way. And they attack everything that, I mean, just like looking at this last bill um, that they were, you know, I don't even know where it's at because I don't That's really garbage. care. But I mean, yeah. it's, it's their attitude. Like they, they know what they're doing is harmful to us and they just don't care because they benefit from it. And That's where I think the best reaction is like, we just continue, like, I, I mean, I don't know much about this, but what I feel will work is we just keep going. Like we weren't asking for their permission for things. Like, I don't, I don't even feel the need to like, I didn't call the Senator. I wasn't asking them to vote it a certain way. And maybe that was the wrong thing, but for me, it felt like the right thing. It, it, I just didn't, when you don't have faith in it, like, you just find another way. And I don't feel like, I don't feel like they can stop all of what Bitcoin is doing. I think that they are distractions. Um, and yeah, like it wasted a little bit of time. Um, it frustrated a lot of people. And at the end of the day, like, it's just like a, a few days of like nonsense. And we're back at it now. Like, we're fine. We're, we're good. We're going to, like, it's not even a thing to survive. Like, it just was noise to me. Yeah, I think it's incredibly bullish. Um, and it's something that really excites me. I didn't call my senator, you know, because one, I don't give a shit what they think. And two, they don't give a shit what I think. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just don't believe that we get anything done. And I've, I've just so blackpilled on on politics. But um, uh, yeah, it's incredibly powerful to just like render them completely powerless. It, 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 they realize that this is what's happening, that they can't control it. And so they're looking for ways, you know, to attempt to make it more difficult to preserve, you know, their jobs. And this is the thing that's amazing about it. Like they're not going to have a job at, at the end of the day when we win and exactly yeah they can go kick rocks for all i care yeah yeah and it's almost like it does frustrate me that i i feel like they have this like they are kind of benefiting by feeling like they can shake us like when they do get those calls i'm like uh they i feel like they feel like they're winning like we're kind of bowing down to them or we're asking for their support um but, I, but most of us know, like, it, we don't, we're not going to have their support. Like, we, they don't have our, they're not working to get 
things right for us. They're not doing right by us. They, they haven't, in my opinion. I think there's very few, and I'm only saying that because I don't even know who they are, but I'll just give them the benefit of the doubt that like there's maybe some good actors out there. Um, but if we're not doing anything wrong, then I don't think we need to ask permission. And I think we just like stop giving them some of that power. Yeah, I mean, they're just so corrupt and the system is just so corrupted at this point. It's just like, there's so many things that are legal that are, um, or illegal, I would say, that are just like, it's morally wrong for them to be illegal. Yeah, I mean, the idea like, of just complying with these maniacs. Like people don't realize like, Ben, have you been following Ben Kaufman and all of his posts or Mike Krieger? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're like, people, wait, I grew up, I grew up in a very Jewish part of the country. We had like a whole, you know, semester on the Holocaust and learning about it. And just like the disconnect that people have with the ideas of like, you know, how do people get to the point where they dehumanize people to this extent? It happens all the time, all over the world. You know, it's happened in our country and people think we're like immune from it because we're the good guys. It's like, no, like the only reason why somebody wouldn't fall into that is because they don't follow authority blindly just because they're an authority and it's time that we do this. And it's like, just to say, I'm not going to let you destroy my community. I'm not going to let you steal any more from me. Yeah. 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 No, I'm totally with you. And it's, it is tough. Like, cause you like in school, you're brought up to like learn to follow what they tell you. And that's why it took me up until like my mid thirties to actually like reflect. And it took, it took like the world being locked down for me to realize like, I can decide what's right and wrong. And it is because they do brainwash you at a young age. Like that's the scary, like you send your kids off somewhere and people keep repeating these things to themselves, to their kids. It's like, like you're taught to follow those rules and you're never like, you're never taught to like, think about what's right and wrong. Like what's right and wrong is like what they tell you is right and wrong but you're not thinking about it. You're not thinking about like how to improve things. You're just thinking about how to follow things. Yeah, abolish the schools, get rid of them. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's what scared, like what has scared me into like not grow, like having a family or starting a family is like, it's, it's a lot more time when you realize you're not going to send them to those schools, to those camps. Like, I don't want anybody teaching my kids these things. Like, I'm lucky that, I guess I'm lucky even in my 30s to have come to this realization, but I don't think a lot of people do. And it starts, it starts at a young age. Like, that's where you're, where you're shaping these people. And I don't, I don't know who I would trust. Like, I don't know you know, to me, it's like, there's no other way. If you have kids, you're, you have to homeschool them at this point. Yeah. That's a movement I've been really stoked on. I used to make fun of people that were homeschooled. Me too. Like, yeah. And I regret that. 
Me too. <laughs> Me too. Actually, my so the Miami conference was my first conference and I did the underground citadel and I did learn about like the homeschooling and and honestly before that I hadn't even thought about that like that that it's a it's a both a valid and like a really valuable alternative um so I remember listening to that and I was like I honestly started thinking like like that your kids are not going to be like socialized or this and that like how are you going to teach them what the schools teach them and I kind of had that position the entire time I listened and I went back to the hotel room and I was thinking about that and a few other things that that were presented and I was like it really it really like shook me like I my my views hadn't been challenged so hard as they were at that event with a few speakers and like it's hard when you think you know something and you're like convinced of something and like I was convinced like homeschooling was you know wasn't going to give kids as much as wasn't going to enrich them the, the way that they needed and then when you think about it and you're like when you're so wrong on something it kind of takes a minute I guess to sink in and and yeah like I'm I have so much respect for it now and I realize like if I don't if I don't do it if I it's like if I don't have kids it's because I don't have like I'm still learning I don't want to bring up kids in a place where I can't be the one educating them or like have a community that I know that they can be educated to be like positive free thinking people and like and not going not not going through what I think is like like these brainwashing camps right now yeah yeah Skeef did that presentation I wasn't there unfortunately I but I, I heard him do it on BTC kindergarten I have the pleasure of knowing his kids and they're very bright and well-behaved and inquisitive and not broken down and demoralized like a lot of other kids and yeah yeah no he did he did a really good presentation because like the fact that it literally like it took me a while to go back and think about it and it really kind of messed with me and I had to like accept that I was so wrong on something um it just it was like an interesting topic and especially for me like newer to bitcoin and going to this event, I'm like, okay, why are we talking about the education system? And why are we talking about, um, like, there was, there was a talk on um, the medical system, the education system, like farming. And I was like, what does all this stuff have to do with Bitcoin? Like, this is me being super ignorant and like new. And I... I definitely left thinking it was the most valuable thing I did while I was there. Like, I love making friends and like connecting with so many people and the conference was fun, but like that day was like the best, the best like education for me. And that was the time that I actually learned Bitcoin isn't just like the money. 
isn't just an investment. Like it is so much more. It is a lot. It is like, it is what will, it is like life-changing. It can affect every aspect of your life. Yeah. Big shout out to Katie, the Russian on that. She's one of my favorites. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that was, I, when I saw her, I was like that, I, that day changed my life. So I like, I definitely, I encourage anybody who hasn't been to one for, for sure go. Like, even if you think that the topics, if you don't think that the topics are relevant, they are so relevant. Like they are so relevant that it's kind of scary. It will shake you to your core if you hadn't thought about it. And that's how I felt. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's about individual freedom and personal responsibility, self-sovereignty. And Bitcoin's a massive tool, but it's not all of it. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Are you bullish on the future? You feeling optimistic? I am so bullish. Are you kidding? Literally every I'm like, I was driving in the car yesterday and I was like, what, what is not going to make me bullish right now? What am I, what what can change my mind to not be bullish on the future and bullish on Bitcoin? And uh, the only thing I could think of is like, you know, the government coming and like praising it. I actually don't even want that. Like, I don't want our politicians to like, I don't want, God, if Biden were ever to say something, I, I don't even want it. Just stay in your bubble. Like, cause anything else that happens, I feel is bull is going to keep me so freaking bullish on Bitcoin and bullish on like the future. As I see more and more people understanding it or asking questions or accepting my questions, like all I can do is ask questions to people too. Like, I don't know shit. And like, maybe ha- most of us don't know shit, but we'll figure shit out together. Yeah, I think that's like a huge one. We're not alone in this. No, are you kidding? Like, I've never had so many friends as I have now. Like, life is just starting to get fun. We're going to win this. I'm super oh, yeah. excited. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Are, they don't know what's coming for them. Oh, it's so fun. It's so fun. And like, Honestly, we do have, like, life is so fun. Like, next week, I'm going to, next week? Next week, I'm going to go to Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. Like, absolutely going to go to the Fuck Elon tour. Um, Full disclosure, I have a Tesla, but that's not Elon. I'll still say Fuck Elon, but, yeah, I won't drive my Tesla there. Um, God, and then BitBlock Boom, like, how can you not be so bullish? Like, we have, we're so early that anybody that's still just as new, like, should realize they're so early. Yeah. The Elon, the fuck Elon tour is going to be hilarious. I've been chatting with Max and Stacy. I'm pretty stoked. I think Steven. It's on my birthday. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. Well, it's on, yeah. According to some documents, that's my birthday. According to other documents, my birthday is the day before, but I'm going to be celebrating out there in Arizona. The best place to celebrate. (laughs) Well, with Bitcoiners, who cares where? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be such a good time. 
I've been looking forward to it for months. I was yeah. trying to lobby him to come to Arizona. It wasn't getting any traction. And then, uh, I don't know if a Bitcoiner out here reached out to him or if he just made up his mind, but either way, it's going to be so much fun. I think, um, I think that it was going to be in SoCal and then they started talking about more lockdowns in LA area. And well, this is just what I heard behind the scenes. I don't know if it's true that like they were leaning towards like Orange County or LA. And when they realized that there's going to be more mandates in LA, they were like, nope, not going to mess with it. Then went to Phoenix. Well, that's dope. I'm grateful to the Californian tyrants. Hey, you know, LA's loss, Phoenix's gain. I have no loyalties to LA, so I'm happy that like Phoenix got something out of it and Arizona gets something out of it. I'm lobbying. I am lobbying to get like a beef steak out in San Diego. I think that will, I think that will um, get some people to come out because everyone, Bitcoiners are like, ah, California, like they just think it's like the worst place ever, which I get it. The politics here suck, but it's actually really nice. And in San Diego, it really isn't, it really is not as blue as the rest of the state. So I'm all about getting people to come out and see it. And I feel like if I can get them out here, they will like fall in love with it and see how many Bitcoiners there are and be like, huh, okay, maybe this is a place to start to consider. Like maybe we got to like be more bullish on San Diego. Like I'm very bullish on San Diego. So any events, anything we could do to get people to come out? I'm like, I feel like I'm like the lobbyist for San Diego Bitcoiners. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind going out. I miss the beach every once in a while, but I don't know. For for my big hangup is just gun laws because I'm kind of a gun nut. Like that's what I, I've heard from a few people lately. I want my guns and I want my gaming PC. <laughs> California, you <laughs> can't take that away. <laughs> God, I know. I didn't even know about that. And something else, somebody posted something about like there's going to be some regulation on like how you raise pigs. And so like some restaurants are going to take bacon off the menu. And um, they want you to eat bugs. I mean, it, it like brings so much shame. Even for me, I'm like early on in the pandemic, I was so embarrassed to say I was from California. Like I had so much pride in the past. Like California is this great state politics aside, like it's just beautiful and like great climate. And then, yeah, the pandemic didn't do anything good for us. Um, yeah, I guess I hadn't thought about the gun thing. The gun thing is still something I'm like now learning about. I'm going to go shoot some guns at Fitwalk Boom. That'll be my first time actually shooting a gun. Um, That's dope. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe I'll go far enough down that rabbit hole that it'll be a game changer. But yeah, I still want us to have some like coastal presence. So I'll always lobby for San Diego. And even if it's like just a place people come and hang out, like do summers or like come hang out for a bit. Like I want people, anybody that comes through to like let some of us know, let me know, let Corey know who runs San Diego Bitcoiners. And we're always down to like have a meetup, get people together. And it's a good, it's a good scene. So I'm pretty bullish on it. 
but yeah, bullish on everything, bullish on us, bullish on like getting through this fucking pandemic. I don't think we can, I don't think we, they can honestly lock us down to some degree. Like they can try, like we will go travel to each other's cities when we find out like if they try and lock us down here and if they make any effort, like any real effort, I'll go somewhere else. Like I, I will not, we have to like kind of stand up for ourselves and be in a place where you can do it. Like if it means that I'm not, I'm going to leave California, then they won't get my tax dollars. That's fine. Yeah. That's not what's important. Well, you guys need to hold out for us in Arizona so that when the U S balkanizes, we can annex you and then have a port. Yeah. I think that's a fair plan too. You know, everything is fair game. Like who the hell knows what's going to happen. We live in such a zoo right now. Like Clown the work. things that go on. Yeah. Gotta laugh at it sometimes. Yeah. But yeah. Had a great, I think it was a great conversation. Where can people follow, uh, follow you? Yeah. So definitely on Twitter. You can catch my rants at G Victoria B. I think that's my handle. Um, gosh, I've been thinking, I really need to think through before I post some things sometimes. Um, it's like a, just another addiction. The Twitter, Twitter addiction is real. Yeah. Everybody has their wives. Yeah. Yeah. So, and anybody else, like I'm looking forward to, so I'll, I'll hopefully meet you at the Max, Max and yep. Stacy thing. I'm, st- I'm just stoked to meet more Bitcoiners. Like I think we're, we're changing things in such a good way. We're taking over. Fuck yeah. Well, awesome. Well, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. That was an awesome episode with Godzilla. Really enjoyed that conversation and big thank you to her for coming on. I also enjoyed meeting her as well as some other plebs at the Kaiser event. It just gets me so fired up when I'm around other Bitcoiners because, you know, it can be so demoralizing out there. There's just a lot of people sitting around without a solution and it's just awful to watch. Like, we talked about it. There's a bunch of people in Tucson that are really unhappy with their employers and with government and they just don't have any speech because they don't have savings you know they're talking about doing things like selling their houses and living in vans and that's just such an unfortunate solution because like bitcoin is fu money you can just sit on your butt accumulate economic power as the price appreciates and the dollar devalues and you know just kind of look outside and just say you know if the government comes and tells you to do something dumb you can just be like screw you you know, I'm not going to do it. And, you know, that's up to a certain point. But like in the in this case in particular, where they're mandating things for people that um, to keep their jobs, it's just the perfect example of why savings are important. If you don't believe in something, you can just tell your job to you know suck one. And this it gets me fired up because there's so many people that are just so powerless in this system. And it's designed to be that way. It's designed to devalue people's money so that they're entirely relying on the state and entirely relying on the corporation. And it doesn't have to be that way. We have the best form of money 
ever invented at our disposal and we can participate in it whenever we want to and there's just a lot of people who haven't realized that yet and so I am stoked about this meetup in Sierra Vista and I'm stoked about launching meetups around Arizona. The energy is just going to continue to grow and it's going to grow because the fiat monetary system is going to continue to disintegrate and people are going to step away into the light and take the orange pill. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Gazala. Make sure to go over on Twitter and follow her at Gazala Victoria and have a good day.